When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Mooski, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. You already know what's going on. Hey, hey, she's a runner, she's a track star. She gon' run away when it gets hard. She can't take the. Okay, <laughs> Mooski, first and foremost, before we get into the interview, I want to congratulate you. You were recently on Billboard, Billboard's Emerging Artist mm. chart at. Thir- number 33 right. um you're only 23 so you know it's up from here like how did you feel knowing that you were on the billboard chart uh i feel i definitely felt like um you know we reached a milestone with that one um but also you know it just kind of motivated me to lock in like it just let me know okay we're here you know we made we made our um initial step towards you know where we're going so let's just, you know, work and get there, get to number one. I love it. So. Although it's so much going on right now in the world, how do you manage to keep your momentum musically? Um, you know, I'm just I'm just locked in. You know, I don't think as long as long as I, I got it up here, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what's going on around me. You know, I just try to stay focused and really understand what I'm trying to do with, with my music and you know, just keep locked, like stay locked in on the goal. You know what I'm saying? Just determined. I'm determined to win. Now I know that you're from Op, Alabama. Please yeah. correct me if I say it wrong. No, you said it right. <laughs> I'ma keep it a buck. I ain't never heard of that before. Yeah. And not only that, <laughs> but you're the first person from the porch to ever come from that city. All right. So what was it like for you growing up there? And we know that the population is only 6,000. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's, the small town mindset or that mentality is is dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, growing up in there, I, I, I really didn't get to see a lot because we really didn't have a lot, you know, there uh, like to do as children and stuff. We had like sports and stuff like that. But when we got to high school, you know, we was like going to partying and drinking and stuff like this. But the thing about it is, that's all we had to do. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, along this journey, I just want to go like get out there and get everything done and just bring everything back to the city. Now, besides, besides you, is there any other artists there that you know of? Uh, and I? Yes. Yeah, it's like 15 of them. Really? Yeah, they're all hard, and we better bring them out. Okay, can you net give us a little little tea on who they are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got, first off, you got the W4L, you got Stunner C4, you got Under God Guadalupe, you get what I'm saying? And then we branch off to the whole Baby Atlanta game, you feel what I'm saying? We got Tay E, we got, um, we got uh, Killer, we got um, Soldier, we got uh, Spaz, you know what I'm saying? whole bunch of artists, like, and they're all hard. Like, we're about to take over the music industry. Now, I'm really curious to know about your childhood, if you mm-hmm. can give me a little insight on that. Right. Uh, my childhood, uh, we was in church heavy. When I, 
since I, since I was like little all the way to probably like 15, 15, 16. Like, so I mean, that, that really took most of my childhood, like church. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was there like so much, like so much. I didn't even play sports when I was little. I, I didn't play sports to my first time to like 10th grade. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, growing up in the house, uh, my daddy was sick. You know what I'm saying? Like my parents, they both like battled health problems on and off. You know, so I kind of grew up like with that kind of like an independent attitude. Like as soon as I turned 15, as soon as I was able to, um, old enough to work, like I got there and started getting it. And ever since then, like I, I have, I have not. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've had a job since then, since I was 15. I've always, I got my school supplies, school clothes, all that. And the, and the older I got, and the more I started, you know, to get better with money, I tried to, you know, like buy school supplies for the, for um my little brother, little sister, older sister. Everything, like all my siblings. And, you know, I was helping my mom, like, I was helping my mom pay bills and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I was like 15, 16, helping my mom pay, pay bills. Wow. Now, speaking of, you know, growing up in the church, I definitely relate because my parents are pastors. So it's like right. every Sunday, you go into church. For sure. <laughs> when your For friends sure. come over, they come into church too. For sure. Okay. <laughs> so I do know that you are the middle child. And yeah. have you ever heard of middle child syndrome? No, no. Oh, shoot. Okay. Well, you know, as middle childs, we're like the most rebellious ones. We're always the ones that are going to be the most successful out of the siblings. So you didn't know, but now you know. So I would say, would you have you ever experienced like the middle child syndrome? No, no, no. I, I, um, I don't know. I guess when I was, when I was young, I was hard headed. You know what I'm saying? But you know, the older I got, I just, I just got smarter with being hard-headed, though. Like, I, I know how to play the game. So it's just like, I, I wasn't really, that's my little sister. She's the rebellious one, for sure. Hands <laughs> down. Everybody know that. Hey, you can't put the girl on blast hey. now. <laughs> it ain't me, though. It ain't me. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't the rebellious one, though. Now, who were your musical influences growing up? Uh, Michael Jackson, Drake, uh, P&B Rock, Fetty Wap. Um, R. Kelly. That about summed it up right now. I read that as a kid, you were on like the praise and worship team. Um, being that young, did you know that you would eventually cross over and be an R and B artist? Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that I that I would do that. Um, I know that's what I wanted to do though. I, I always know. Like I've always wanted this my whole life. Now, could you sing us a little verse from one of your favorite gospel songs? Um, what's my favorite gospel song? Um, let me see. Or if you want, I could throw you one because I know everybody knows this. What song? Uh, sing a Fred Hammond song. I know you know a Fred Hammond song. A Fred Hammond? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and it won't work. Period. Yeah. <laughs> now, right, right, and when I say right, I'm talking right before you were pursuing your career in music. What was life like for you? Um, I mean, I had a I had a regular job. I was working security. Um, 
Yeah, I was working security every day, like tired, because I was working all week, then recording on the weekends, and then repeat the process over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? I was working a lot, a lot of hours a week. Um, yeah, I, I really, I didn't, I wasn't sleeping a lot. I was just working. I was just working. That's what and, I learned. And you joined the Marine Corps at 18. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? Um, it was dope. It was life changing. Um, it made me, it made me who I am. You know, I always tell people that I think the Marine Corps, like, I, it was meant for me to go there because as soon as I went, you know what I'm saying, like. It was molding me into being a man, you get what I'm saying? But at the same time, that's when my dad passed too, as soon as I got in there. So I, I feel like that that happened purposely for that because like I feel like my dad my, my daddy like let he let it happen like that for the simple fact though he knew that I could I could handle it now. Like, okay, boom, he could take care of them. You get what I'm saying? Like he he here now. So I mean that's how I looked at that, but it just it made me who I am. Like it showed me anything I wanna do if I lock in on it that I can, I can do that. And I know how to influence the people around me to get them to lock in as well. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of just exposed all my gifts and showed me who I am, one, as a leader, and two, is as a person. You know what I mean? So I'm forever grateful for the Marine Corps. And I read that when your father passed, um, the Marine Corps really like hardened you so much to the point where you couldn't really cry like you wanted to. Uh, <laughs> Where'd you read that? Huh? Where'd you read that? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, did being emotionally blocked off like that take somewhat of a toll on you in any way? For sure. For sure. Like, uh, <laughs> for sure. Like, my mind, I was dealing with all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really didn't, really didn't sit back and really think about it till like two or three years after it happened. And I dealt with it then, you know what I'm saying? So, like, because I'm not, I'm not a real, like, Emotional, emotion-wise, like, man, I only got either I'm happy or I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 what I was at at that point right there. Like, I didn't have that emotion to where like, like if I'm around somebody and they start crying or something, like it made me uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was that emotionally numb. Like I couldn't be. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cut off. Ba da ba ba ba. Around that stuff, I don't like being around around that emotional stuff like that. I leave. You know what I'm saying? Just go do something. I want to be happy all the time. I want to be busy doing something. You know what I'm saying? I don't want like to sit back and think about all that stuff, like negative stuff. I just want to go out and do stuff. And I feel like that's where the music comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the music, music showed me how to deal with. It. You know what I'm saying? Like. Music showed me that by me writing music, there's some type of release right there for me. You get what I'm saying? So like, music is my venting tool. So if there's anything like I'm really dealing with, you know, um, I put it in my music because one, it helps me. And then later on, when I like, when I really realize that I want to do music, is when I start letting other people hear my music and I I saw how it affected them. So they let me know, okay, this is not just healing for me. It's healing for everybody else. So maybe I'm going through this right here to give this to the world. You know what I'm saying? To heal the world in a sense. So. What would you say were some hardships you experienced right before your big break? And what lessons did you learn throughout then? Uh, 
the day the day I set up I set up the move to go to uh, Miami to shoot the video is the day I got suspended from my job. So I set it up. I set it up for like three weeks later, right? I got suspended from my job for a week because that night I missed a door. I missed like I like I had it like you got to go around locking the door to make sure everything's secured. I missed the door and I never I never done that. You know what I'm saying? I never done that. But I was like I was like dang. Like this, all this happening today. Like it was a whole bunch of crazy stuff happened that night. You know what I'm saying? I got sick that night. I thought I had the coronavirus. Like, at, like I woke up the next day. I woke up the next day. I didn't get out of bed for like three days. Like I was, I was just, I was sick. I couldn't do nothing. Um, so I went through all that. You know what I'm saying? I got to spend it another week. Like I went back to work. Got to spend it for another week. Um. Or something. Either I got suspended or something happened. Oh, I got tested for the coronavirus. So I had to miss another week. So that was two weeks with no pay. I get paid weekly. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it was like two weeks with no pay. So I'm sitting there like, I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like I got all this going on. I got a lot of bills. I got two vehicles. I got my own apartment. I, you know what I'm saying? I got insurance. I got a phone. I got all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm running behind now. You get what I'm saying? And so now it's, it's decision time, like, okay, do I need to go on this vacation or do I need to go to Miami and shoot this video? And I don't got, I don't got nothing in my pocket right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not used to that. I, like, I like, I like working and having money in my pocket. So I'm like, dang, do I really want to go to Miami? You know what I'm saying? Like, everything that could go left went left. I, my, I, I got pulled over one day, found out my license was suspended. I didn't even know that. You get what I'm saying? So, but I had to go to work every day. So I was getting put over every single day. Like they, they knew my car, they would put me over every single day. And this, this is in that gap too, you know what I'm saying? So I was getting put over every day for driving with a suspended license and stuff like that. But I had to, cause I had to go to work. But I wasn't making no money to go take care of the, of the stuff. You get what I'm saying? Cause I didn't get paid yet. Cause I already missed two weeks. But everything happened for the good. I went to Miami and it changed my life, so. Man, it's just so crazy. Like you went through all of that stuff and now yeah. you're here, you're on billboard charts, you going crazy, your song's going crazy on TikTok. That's God. Woo. Yeah, for sure. Now, what made you finally take that leap and pursue your career in music? Um, I was just, I made a decision. I remember I was in like my room. I was in my bed's room. I was still in the Marine Corps. And I knew I wasn't gonna, I knew I wasn't putting the release package in. So, but I was like battling with myself on that. I was like, man, should I put a release package in, man? I know I wanna do music, but do I wanna stay in the Marine Corps? Cause I loved it, I loved the Marine Corps. I went in thinking I was gonna do 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was just in my room thinking, I was like, man, this music, like I really love this music. You know what I'm saying? I really love this music. And everybody everybody talking to me, telling me, hey man, do what you love, bro. You can do anything, all this right here. But the crazy thing about it is I, I really believe that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really believe that. I really believe, like I knew. it was. It, it's crazy because it was kind of scary that I knew I was gonna blow up. Like, I, I, and I, I, really, I really knew that. You know what I'm saying? Like it was some stuff I was scared to do. Well, I didn't say scared to do. I just was like, no, I ain't gonna do that, bro. Cause I know, like, um, I'm, I'm about to get this music, I'm about to blow up with this, you get what I'm saying? So I, I'm not gonna do this. You feel me? Like, that's how I was thinking before I even, before I even made Trackstar. You know what I'm saying? So like, I knew it was gonna come, I knew it was gonna come out of this, but 
I, at that point, I was, it was just, I had to figure out how I was going to tell everybody that and get them to believe like I believe. You get what I'm saying? Because the last thing you want to do is, is go shoot somebody your dream and they shoot it down. And you're like, so that's why I really didn't tell too many people about what I was going to do. But I told my master sergeant that I want to get out and do music. I want to pursue music. And I got out of the Marine Corps and that's what I did. I love that so much. Now, since you are an R&B artist, I want to have some R&B talk okay. with you. Okay, so I've noticed that a lot of R&B artists come from a really strong church background. How mm. would you describe that correlation with R&B and the church? Um, I think, I think just singing. Um, I feel something when I sing, especially. I try to keep my music so so real, you know what I mean? You know, in gospel music, you get that motivation and that pain, you know, you get it all in one track. So with me, it's just like, the reason I, I choose R&B is because, or the reason I choose the music I choose is because it's, it's just real. Like, I'm telling you my life, I'm telling, I'm putting my life on, on the instrumental and not caring if you judge, you get what I'm saying? It's some stuff that got to be hid on the other side when people talk about, you know what I'm saying? I just want to give you everything and like be like real, as real as possible with you. Like go through this experience with me, what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So, but when I do that, it's the same thing with gospel music. You get a feeling off of that music. You get a feeling off of real music. You get what I'm saying? Like some people's voices are anointed and I know my voice is anointed. So I know people they are going to feel me when I, when I put the pain into, into the music. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, you better talk that <laughs> talk. <laughs> now, there's a lot of arguments on R&B not being as soulful like it used to be. Mm. So in your perspective, how would you compare today's R&B versus R&B back in the day? Um, I mean, the older R&B, you definitely got that soul. You definitely got that soul. It's just music has changed so much over time that you, you can never expect R&B to stay in that, in, you know what I'm saying, in that sound. I mean, so much has changed since then, but I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it so back. Now, how do you feel about the current state of R&B? Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, cause I, I'm, still listening, I'm still listening to a lot of old R&B, for real, for real. I really don't listen to music like I used to, not that I'm, Writing every like I like now I'm locked in and stuff, so I really don't listen to um, like the newer music like that for real. Now a lot of rappers are doing what is now called melodic rap. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that some way takes away from the R&B genre? For sure, for sure, most definitely. Because you got you got rappers now who are singing, so it's like it used to be set up like rapper rappers rap and singers sing. Drake came in, you know what I'm saying? Gave him a little bit of both. And now everybody on that, so you find some rappers who can actually hold a hold a, a nice little note, you know what I'm saying? Like over over a certain period, so you kind of getting both in one, you know what I'm saying? So you, I, I can see I can see why people you know kind of veer away from the R&B side because that's just strictly singing. You don't got you don't got singers who are singing at a rapper's pace, you, but you got rappers who are rapping at a singer's pace. But I'm coming in, you know what I'm saying? singing at a rapper's pace. So I, I, can, I can put that back where it need to be. And speaking of your music, 
getting into your music lyrically, your lyrics mm. are very into depth when it comes to love. And I know sure. like everybody's been like, you know, making their uh, funny videos with TikTok, like taking off running. Mm. But I got the chance to actually listen to the lyrics and I was like, dang, like he really, he really describing our generation of love, right. which leads me to ask you, what is your perspective on love and relationships overall? Um, I think, I think in today, like in the world today, our, our, our age group, you know what I'm saying? And down, like, I think people have kind of like veered away from like, um, I guess you could say the traditional way, um, because it's just like, I don't think people actually look at, look at, uh, love and stuff like that the same, you know what I mean? Marriage, even marriage. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous, but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You know what I'm saying? Um, or don't look at it like I look at it. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like in relationships, man, like, it don't matter. If you love somebody, you love them, then you do whatever, you can do whatever it takes to be with them. That's, that's how I move with it. You get what I'm saying? Um, so I think, I don't think relationships are bad or nothing like that. I don't think love is bad. I think, I think everybody is going to be in love at some point in their life. And I think that's something that we're here, that we put here on earth to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Now, within your music, you really give us different vocals within your songs. Mm. What makes you want to switch up your pitches throughout these songs? Oh, uh, I just want to, I want to give them the pain, but at the same time, I want to be creative as possible. And I want to be as different as possible with my voice. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I want to try new things. I want to experiment. I want to, I want to hit the notes. that's going to be hard to, you know, replicate. Like, I, I don't want people to be able, you know, I, I want it. I want, I want my sound to be so different and so unique that only I can do it for right now. You get what I'm saying? Until people catch on later. That's what I want. Like, I just want to have my sound. I want to do as much as I can and put as many sounds and different genres in one song. Like, I want people to be confused on what genre to put my music in. Who would you say are the people that you make music for? Um, the world. Any, anyone, anyone breathing. Anyone breathing who, who, I mean, who faces everyday struggles, I mean, struggles of life. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody going, everybody going through life, everybody has their own different struggles. But you can, you could probably find some similarities, you know what I'm saying, with everyone. Not, not necessarily saying that everybody's going to have the same struggle, but you could probably find some common ground, you know what I'm saying, and some common denominators in everybody's struggle. Now, before we get into track star, I want to congratulate you with the success of that song because it's been I going it. crazy. I appreciate, it. I appreciate it. And with that song, track star, I want to know everything about it from the inspiration to mm -hmm. how you got the name of the title. Mm -hmm. Um. So the inspiration, I have to say the beat. Like, 
there's not like I wasn't like <laughs> a lot of people ask me like man like like you heartbroken in the song and all this stuff right here. It's not necessarily even just that or nothing like that. It's like I was on the way back from work. And at this point, when I made Trastor, I was so locked in. You know what I'm saying? I'm working all week and going straight to the studio after work um, for, to stay for the weekend and then come back and go straight to work from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been doing it. I'm so locked in. I'm at work writing. Like, I'm writing every single day. Um, but I'm on the way back from work, and it's, like, it's a little smooth hour drive. You know, so I'm driving and I'm listening to instrumentals. Like I say, at this point, like I don't listen to music anymore. I'm listening to instrumentals only in my music. So I, I hear this instrumental, and I'm using YouTube beats at the time. So I'm on YouTube. I go to like five beats, and this one come on, and it just it's stuck. Stuff just start coming to me. She's a runner. She's a track star. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the first that's the first line that came to me, um, and I ran with it from there. I was like, oh, okay, okay, oh, like it, it, it started coming to me so quick that I knew. I was like, dang, like this it's hard. It's hard right here. So I took out my phone and, you know, I recorded it on, on Snapchat. That's how I wrote it. That's how I wrote the hook because I, I was scared. I was scared to try to write anything down because I didn't want to lose that vibe I had. You know what I'm saying? And I'm driving, so it's kind of hard to do everything. But I went home and recorded it on my little home studio and then uh, tweaked up the lyrics and stuff and took it to the studio and recorded it. And this was like in February. Did you expect it to take off like it did? No, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it doing that, but um, Stunner and Guala did. You know what I'm saying? My niggas saw that coming for sure. They definitely told me to drop it first. Now, did you know that it took off on uh, TikTok or were you just seeing people like constantly making videos and you're like, oh shit, like. You know, it's crazy. I didn't know. I didn't know it was trending on TikTok until like. It was so much going on, man, because we, we, about, we about to close a, you know what I'm saying? We talking to label and stuff, we about to close a deal. So much going on, and then it's like, boom. Like, um, hey, bro, you blowing up on TikTok or whatever. I was like, oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was like the last stop. We already got YouTube locked down, Apple Music, Spotify, and TikTok was the last, that was the last little stop for the song. And I seen like Koi Lil Ray do, yeah. her, do her thing to it, sure. Jada, all of them. Yeah, big shout out to them, man. I appreciate the love. Yeah, they they went hard. They went hard for the track. And it was also featured on Billboard's Hot 100. Mm -hmm. What was your reaction when you knew that? Well, when you found out about it? Uh, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? It was just like I said, it's another milestone. But I don't I don't want to get caught up in. I just wanna I wanna work. I wanna work. I, I feel like I mean it's, it's okay to celebrate that, but. If it ain't if it ain't number one, then I mean we really don't need to take time out to celebrate it. Now, do you think you're you're gonna shoot a visual for this one? Mm. Do you have a concept? I mean, yeah, we we, <laughs> <laughs> we we got we got something, you know what I'm saying? We we got we got something big for it. Now that you have like a lot of buzz surrounding you, do you feel that pressure to like keep it up? Um, I feel pressure for myself. Not necessarily from from the outside. I, I look at that more as excitement. Um, but I, I put pressure on myself just to stay where I like to stay where I'm at mentally. Like, okay, when when you made Trackstar, where were you at, bro? Like, stay there. No need to change. You know what I'm saying? That's what got me here. So I need to stay. I need to stay in that lane. Like, stay in that right there. Stay in that vibe. You know, don't don't change, man. Like, continue to be yourself. Like, that's the pressure I'm putting on myself. 
So that's the pressure I feel. And, uh, now, listening to that song in particular, um, have you ran into any track stars? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean, like throughout, like the song, the way the the way the girl is described in the song? Have you ran into any of those types? Yeah, for sure. And for any dudes that have, what is your advice for dealing with girls like that? I mean, if you if you got something like that going on, man, I mean, use your judgment in that situation. You feel know what I'm saying? Like, like I say, at the end of the day, if you love somebody, you gonna you gonna try to make it work. You feel know what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, use your judgment. Like, do do what you wanna do. If you love somebody, stay and make it work. If you you know what I'm saying? You ain't, you ain't with it, man. You take off and you know what I'm saying? Go, go do your thing. And vice versa for females. Now, outside of Trackstar, you recently dropped Game of Love. Mm. How did that song come about for you? Uh, so, uh, shout out SL. He called me one day. Uh, he was in the studio. Him and AI was in the studio. And I was on my way to Jacksonville. Me and Guala was in the, uh, on the way to Jacksonville. And he called me. He was like, he was showing me this beat, like he. So we was on the on Facetime making the beat, and I tell him I was like, "Bro, let me get some like Michael Jackson type vibe or something." You know what I'm saying? Uh, so he finished making the beat and sent it to me. Yeah, he finished making the beat and he sent it to me, and I started writing. I started writing to it. Uh, like the day before we went to Miami, I was it, yeah I was, I was I was going back to Belmont, uh, and I was writing to the song or whatever. But we ended up making it in the studio, so I was just, I don't know, I was just locked in, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really can't explain, like, like the beat, the beat gives me all the inspiration, you know what I'm saying? It makes me think about some things from my past or something, you know what I'm saying? And I just put it, put it in, in the music, like, however I'm feeling at the time, however the beat made me feel, I put it in the, in the music. And what were your emotions recording this song? Because it's very, it's a very into death song. Yeah, yeah, um, I was lit. I ain't gonna lie, I was like, you know, I was, I was just vibing. Like, when we finished in the studio, it was, they was crazy. Like, the vibe was crazy, and everybody was like, everybody going crazy. So, yeah, like, I just wanna make, make, still make, make real music, man. Like, music don't gotta be sad all the time, even if you do talk about, you know, anything about heartbreak. Like, man, you, know, you, can, you can make any vibe. I got people dancing to heartbreak music. You know what I'm saying? And so, some people can, can be like, release, like, release, that could be their release. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. I just want to give people music that make them feel good, you know, make them feel good. And then when they really break down the lyrics, they're like, oh, okay, he really talking about something, you know, so. Now that you've given us two blast-worthy singles, <laughs> what else can we expect from you this year? Uh, a lot more music, a lot, a lot more music, a lot more music. We're trying to, we're trying to heal the broken and we're trying to take over. And what would you say are some goals for you as an artist for this year of 2021? Um, some goals for me this year. Uh, put out put out a project. Um, I just I want to I want to be the top artist this year. I want to be the biggest artist in 2021. I want that. That's my goal. And before we wrap up. What advice would you give for any up and coming artist? Um, stay true to yourself. Do what you want to do. Like, really understand like your vision and what you want to do. Um, and really ask God. Like, you know, like is is this what I'm here for? You know what I'm saying? Make sure 
you utilizing all your gifts. You know what I'm saying? Because once you find yourself and you figure out your gifts, it kind of it correlates with your purpose. So once you find your gifts, then you start to figure out your purpose on this earth. And once you figure out your purpose, then every day from that point on counts for something. So you, you're always working towards something. So once you make that step, you know what I'm saying? Life will become easier for you because of the fact that you walk in the path that you're supposed to walk in this life. You get what I'm saying? So God will give you everything that you need to make sure you, that, that you are, you know what I'm saying, in the right in the right um in the place to receive your blessing. So stay on that track. Stay on that stay on that path. I know that's right. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and feel free and shout out all of your people that you want to. Word. Hey, shout out to the whole three three four first off. Shout out to Off Alabama. Shout out Stunner. Shout out Guala. Shout out Bugs. Shout out Spaz. Shout out Tay E. Shout out AI. Shout out Clean. Clean Junior. Shout out SL. Man. Shout out everybody, man. Everybody who listens to my music. I appreciate you and I love you. Hey, hey. She's a runner. She's a track star. She gon' run away when it gets hard. She can't take the pain. She can't get scarred. She Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.